in preparation for today's message, we shall be reading from the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 11, chapter 14, verse 23, and chapter 22, verse 29. Again, that is Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 11, chapter 14, verse 23, and chapter 22, verse 29. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. But he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. In all toil, there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Today, our sermon is about work. And I have entitled the sermon, Work Well. Uh, wisdom makes it self-clear. Those who fear God should work well and ethically. Again, let me repeat that. Wisdom makes itself clear. Those who fear God should work well and ethically. Conversely, wisdom warns against worthless fantasies. Moreover, all talk without work does not bring earnings. Wisdom seekers should improve their skills to the level of outstanding excellence. Such might be a lifetime of work, yet for some, it could be less than five years. Some impossible dreams become realities if one works and works ethically. Yet there is one that may eclipse usual hard work, and that is work done by one who has mastered his craft. Is the audio clear to everybody? It's clear, all right. My first point is worthless pursuits. Wisdom warns against worthless pursuits, goals that do not make sense. What makes sense is to work on the opportunities available now. Thus, work the land if you have land or excel in your job if you have one. Proverbs 12:11, let's read that. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. But he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. Now, I believe in goals. I believe in scouting the place for different opportunities. I am all for that. I am not against that. I'm not the traditionalists who say, don't think of anything outrageous. But there is such a thing that an idea that might change the world or might change how we do things and improve the way we do things, and there is the worthless fantasy, the worthless pursuit. Now, this text reminds me of, the principle in this text reminds me of certain characters in the Bible. And remember, Proverbs, the writers of Proverbs were probably inspired by their law, the Old Testament, the Torah, which we can find in Exodus and Leviticus, or the, or the narratives in the first five books of the Bible. And part of that narrative is a special character named Joseph. Joseph, favorite son of his father, 
brothers were so envious, wanted to kill him, but instead sold him to slavery. As a slave, he became the top slave, the chief slave, by no ordinary person, by the chief of security of Pharaoh, Potiphar. He was accused of an attempted rape, which actually it was unrelenting seduction from, from a woman, the wife of Potiphar himself, thrown to prison, actually dungeon, then promoted as the one most trusted by the keeper, by the warden. In every situation, he had limited opportunities, but what did he do? He made the most of that opportunity. He became the best with that opportunity. And as he thought he was about to get promoted, he got demoted to the dungeon, but God's plans are not our plans. His ways are higher than our ways. God's plan was what? To bring him closer to Pharaoh. Because those who would be imprisoned there were those close to Pharaoh. They would know him personally, and they will tell stories about him now closer to Pharaoh. God's plans are different. Work the land, and you will have bread. You will have provision. But if you follow fantasies in the wrong way, or maybe your goal might not be that ridiculous, but you're approaching it in the wrong way. How do you approach it in the wrong way? When you think of the ideal work, and that's the only time you're going to work. When you look for the ideal boss, which might not exist. Somebody close to it might exist. When you look for the ideal company or organization, you wait for it before you really work and give your 100%. And because you're not giving your 100% wherever you are, because you're disappointed with so many things happening in your organizations, you do mediocre work or work that is not excellent, and therefore you are noted as somebody who does not give their all for their work, Because in your mind is a fantasy of the ideal work. And that ideal work you fantasize because you read about somebody online. You read a blog, maybe, or you watch somebody in YouTube advising you how to be productive. But then they don't share anything from their own productivity or their own achievement. They just share about productivity. There are those in online who share to you how to succeed, but there is no record of their achievements. They don't share it. Why? Because they're making money on how to make money, teaching you how to make money, but they themselves don't know how. You idealize, you fantasize, because they have created this world online, and you say you want that. Some of them are legit, but you could tell. Those who would say, it's not easy. Those who would say, okay, these are the challenges here, and this is how to overcome them. That sounds more realistic. And those who speak about what they have done, at least. Now, one who writes would most likely be Solomon, who has made many achievements in his lifetime. And by the way, if you think all his achievements were marrying other women, 
that's not all he achieved, okay? He built a great sanctuary for the Lord. And by the way, he did not just marry women for the sake of chasing girls. Well, the proof of that is not having wives. Having wives then was to create peace all over the land. So there was no war. So that was an achievement. But is there proof that he was a womanizer? Yes, it's the concubines, not the wives. That's the proof. Now, when I share to you about the Bible, there are two things you have to understand. One is there is what we call the descriptive and the prescriptive. Descriptive describes it. Prescriptive is follow it. Now, there are parts in the Bible that are descriptive, but not necessarily prescriptive. Prescriptive is a command. When Jesus said, proclaim repentance, that is not descriptive. It is a command. You do it. We do it. Now, Solomon having many wives, is that prescriptive or descriptive? Uh, what do you hope? <laughs> it's descriptive. But he's a person yet of many accomplishments. In fact, he was the one who saw the industry of Jeroboam and assigned him to a very important position. He was one who looks and scouts at people who are excellent in their work. But let's go back to avoiding worthless pursuits because you might pursue certain things, but then neglect the main source, the basic source. Because you hate the basic source, because there's so much modernity that you hate the basic source. You envy the work of others. I want to be like them, and I want to be like this person. Um, and usually because they don't share the difficulty of what they go through, you just dream and saying they have a good life. Usually when you, I like interviewing people, and I'm always amazed if people accomplish something. But my question is really on the difficulty going there, because that is realistic. The difficulty going there. Some people think you don't have to have difficulties to achieve something amazing. No, you will go through difficulties if you want to. If you don't want any difficulties, you will be poor or you will lose whatever you inherited. You will just lose everything. Even if somebody gives you a million, you'll just lose it and not grow it if you just don't know how and you don't know why it just all disappears so the problem is you pursuing other things and neglecting what's in front of you joseph what was in front of him i'm a slave now so i'll just be the best slave he got promoted then he was accused well i'm in prison now let's make the best of this situation he got promoted again then God has arranged a situation where Pharaoh would need him. That's why sometimes when some bad things happen to you, I just wait. Some of you are so foolish to think, oh, why did that happen to him? Ah, they don't read the Bible. My thinking is maybe you're being disciplined by God or maybe it's just a trial to prepare you for something better. I don't know. I'm not one who judges, but I observe and pray. And that's what a pastor does, observes and prays with you. 
and not really knowing why things happen. Sometimes maybe we have insight, but we're careful with those insights. But what should we do? It's to work the land. You focus on the dream source. Now, some of us want to travel the world. Anybody here want to travel the world? See new places? Oh, come on, be honest with me. How many of you? I'm going to form a club that travels the world. You want to join? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just thought about it just now. <laughs> but that's a foolish fantasy if you don't work your land. If you don't work out your sores, that's a foolish fantasy. Some dreams are worth pursuing. Some are not, but yet some need the right timing for it. So you dream of do, experiencing something, spending a lot, but you don't dream of working out something that can provide for that. What are you going to do? You want to steal? You're going to ask from your mommy forever? How may one know? One may pray and seek God's will through His Word, the Word of God. We seek His Word to know what is worth pursuing. In addition, one may carefully study the probabilities of achievement. Now, this is important because this needs some knowledge. What's the probability of me achieving something? That's the question. You may dream of a fantasy, but then think of the probability. What do I mean by that? Okay, I'm not going to give you mathematical equations, but there is some math in this. But let's just think of, of uh, uh, subjective percentages so to make it easier for all of us. So you want to be a rock star, all right? So the next question is, you want to be a rock star, and you want to be the lead singer of that rock band. Next question is, well, that wasn't, a, I wasn't, haven't been asking a question yet. That, my question is, how much time are you willing to dedicate to that? How much time are you willing to exercise your voice to go very high and very low? Because rock stars have the unusual ranges of voices. You've seen rock stars who would claim they were baritone, but they can reach very high because they really spent time on it, getting coaches here and there. How much time? What are the elements there? It's not easy. I've met some basketball players. Every now and then, uh, we get to meet people who, who had great achievement, and one of them was this coach. Uh, he had five championships in Ateneo and several championships in the PBA. So I was meeting him weekly for several months. And uh, so I said, how do you do it? Well, I said, it's practice. Practice to the point it's no fun anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, basketball is fun for most of us. But practice isn't always fun, because it's not always about shooting. It's about tiring you out and looking for that extra mile from you. 
It's draining you of everything and hoping there's still some more. It's being strict with the form. They even have coaches on how to shoot the free throw. Can you imagine that? A free throw coach. It's not always fun. The things you dream about, the process of getting there is not always fun. It's lined with difficulties and traps. Yet we want the good life. Some pursuits are useless if you're not willing to put the effort in it. Now, I would like all of us, by God's grace, to achieve something in life. First of all, for the kingdom of God, but also for our own families. It is biblical. It is part of temporal wisdom that we achieve something. Not the routinary, why do you exist? I exist to pay my bills. That's the purpose of my existence. Okay, some would fall into the trap. <sighs> One day done. Next day, what are the bills? What's next? What's next? And that became a lifestyle. But some of you are more wise than others. You build yourself. You train yourself. You develop your skills. While living in your mama's house, that's wisdom. But contribute something after a while. Contribute something, please. At a certain time, it's also good to try your wings. Because right now, you're, you have to be more careful with the money. Beware of worthless pursuits, and there are many. Please do not easily believe somebody. This is a great opportunity. It might be true or not, but what will you do? You seek advice and what you scrutinize and what you torture the idea. No, we always think of what's the worst thing that can happen. We think of what can go wrong. I'm not saying sound like a pessimist all the time, but it's good to listen to both the opportunity that it can give and then the consequences it can give. Last night, I was talking to the young men of this church. We have a regular Saturday afternoon. So I was talking about strategy that it is a combination of decisions based on things you have looked outside or you assume probabilities that might happen. But some do not even think of strategy because they're just doing one decision after another. And they're not thinking of a combination of decisions and that's what we need to think of a combination of decisions of where this family will go, where your, how your children will be built up, how we will grow old. But not thinking about that and you're just deciding when it happens, you know, you keep saying we'll cross the bridge when we're there. What if you get there and there is no bridge? Are there other bridges? Do you know how to swim? And that's the point. We're going to try to do this, but if this doesn't work, what else we can, can we do? Pursuing the right things. Uh, once upon a time, uh, I said, Lord, I pray as my kids were born that I won't be too busy that I don't have time to fellowship with my children. And uh, I was living in Los Banos, and my work was in... 
Ortega Center, and I would wake up 4 a.m. to go to work to avoid the horrendous traffic. And to avoid the traffic, I would end up going home 11, 12, or 1, and usually still stuck in traffic. But I said, this won't work. I leave, they're still asleep. When I come home, they're already asleep. No relationship will be built here. It would be all about the stories that my wife would tell. What if she doesn't say nice stories, right? No, she always says nice stories. <laughs> we talked about it. Always say nice stories, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, but the kasambahai will, to make your, your children follow her, they're going to use you as a scare tactic. Oh, daddy's coming home. You still haven't done this. And then they'll be scared of you. I said, that can't work. I have to be present. So I had to have this, I had this pursuit where I would be near home, near work. So we transferred to Ortigas Center. It took years to develop that, to make that work, to make that happen. And then I found a place to live and a place to work, which is a five-minute walk, building to building. But it's usually 20 minutes because of the elevators. Yeah. Too many people working and going home. Then I would be home for lunch. I'll just walk. Uh, but it still became worse because just when they started going to school, we did homeschool. And when we started bringing them to a regular school, it would take one hour to bring them to school and one hour going back. I said, this is not going to work. And more. So I thought these pursuits make sense because as what... God obligates me to do, God first, then my family. There must be time that I can listen to their stories. I must enjoy them as they, when they are children. And as they're growing up, the difficulties they're going through, I want to listen to it, and I want to be one of the people they can say, Dad, something went wrong. Let me tell you something. But not forcing them to. So I would be home, and they had the presence of Dad. But what's a worthless pursuit is there are many ways to get rich and I give all my time there and have no time for my family. Of course, the opposite of that is also true. I have so much time with my family, I have no work. That's not also nice. Worthless pursuits. Next point, let's do more work, less talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I got lost. Probabilities of success. Still need to point that out. When I want to achieve something, or if we want to achieve something, what should we do? First, we look at what's the probability of achieving something, even a small win. A small win. I need a small win. I like small wins. Why small wins, more small wins lead to big, a big win? Uh, but those who only look for a big win and never go for a small win, sometimes will never achieve any win. So achieve a small win. So the question is, am I made for that? Was I prepared for that? But if I really want it, can I develop my skills for that? Because if I don't, then I'll never get the small win. If I want to achieve something, if I want something really done, is it something that I can prepare for? so that the percentage of success becomes better. But if I don't prepare, I just keep dreaming. 
and doing other stuff but doesn't contribute to it, then nothing will happen. Now, don't believe everything you see online, how to make money online. A lot of them don't make money. Some do, but very few do. You have to also look at the criticisms of these media, uh, multimedia personalities. More work, less talk. Some love to talk about their plans, but never work on them. The result of all talk and no work is nothing. The wise approach is to work more and talk less. A diligent work will lead to learning and hopefully achievement. Let's read 14.23 of Proverbs. In all toil, there is profit. Doesn't have to be big profit, but there will be profit if you work on something. But mere talk tends only to to poverty. So, uh, it's hard to admit when we're poor, but sometimes it's better to face reality because you were taught, be positive, okay? You're a millionaire. Because <laughs> so, they taught you, you just have to be positive. Say it, name it, and claim it. Uh, you know, I don't really see that. I've gone through the Bible several times. I never saw Jesus or his disciples say, name it and claim it. They did say, uh, when you pray, pray that you believe that you have received it and you shall have it. But that's not name it and claim it. And you have to look at the context on pray, on the prayer there. It's not anything you want. Those are prayers that are aligned to God's will. They say, name it and claim it, uh, but I say to you, admit where you are and pray, Lord, allow me to have decent work that I may provide for my family and I may give more than enough. And if you have decent work, Lord, teach me how to manage my money because it has wings to fly, that I may do it well. I have seen people earn lots of money, but nothing is left in their old age because they were not careful. You know, the problem is some are generous to a fault. Now, I'm not saying don't be generous, but I'm saying as in our past lessons, budget your generosity, but not generous to a fault. I remember this, this uh, an, uh, like a parable. I read it in one of the books of Covey when he said there's this person who guards the lighthouse. You know what a lighthouse does? It gives direction to ships to avoid the rocks and to show some light. And so he, he, he is caretaker of the lighthouse and makes sure there's enough oil, enough oil so that there is something burning in the lighthouse so that there's light. But this man is generous and he likes helping people. So one neighbor says, can I have a little oil because my lamp is, I have no more oil and because I am poor and he helps. And he helps, and he helps, and he helps. Until one day, he ran out of oil. And there was a horn of a ship. And there was no light. The ship crashed into the rocks, and many died. All because of his foolish generosity. So you help here and there and everywhere. Then your family has an emergency, and you have nothing. We help others, but not to a fault. Some people will see you as a vending machine or an ATM. I'll go to Kuya. I know exactly what to say. 
because <laughs> they know how to spin you off with their little tears, or if not a manipulation, I thought you care for me. <laughs> Gee, once you hear that, careful now. Some are so good at emotional blackmail and manipulation. You don't give in. You said, yeah, I, I, I do care for you. You need something to eat, eat here. But I won't fund you forever. You think I'm endless? You give them a nice speech. I also have an obligation. There was this young seafarer, and he was part of my church before. I said, you know, so many people come to borrow money from him. And I said, okay, let me give you a lesson on debt. Well, aside from it's hard to collect debt, but let me give you something else. You have a debt to pay. And I said, no, I don't have. Yes, you do. You see that baby when you come home? You have to pay for the education in the future. And that is your debt. You have a debt to yourself. So when that baby grows up, you don't milk him for money. You have enough for yourself. You have a debt to yourself. You pay that. Then I gave him a line. If somebody borrows from you, you answer this way. If they're abusing you. Now, if they need help, please help them. But if they're abusing you, you give this line. I'm sorry, brother, sister. I am also in debt. Hmm. It's called a debt of obligation. It's not a real debt. But the collection is difficult. It's worse when you don't have money to pay for the tuition fee. When you're so old and you cannot even afford your own medication, the collection is difficult. While you're strong and young, let's work more and talk less because it leads to poverty. Well, plan first. Oftentimes we need to plan. Seek advice from qualified advisors. Think it through and revise the plans if needed. Then there is work. Plan. There's a time of planning and there's a time of working. Do what must be done and do it diligently and faithfully. Not when you feel like it. Just do it diligently and faithfully. If you wait for the perfect time before you do anything, it may never come. And what's going to happen? The years will pass you by. One day passes, one week passes, one month passes, three months have passed, one year has passed, and you kept wishing, wishing, somehow, I wish. Uh, what were my wishes? I could have studied more. I could have started a sideline, maybe. You know, it took extra time. Or I could have spent more time with family, engaging them. Or, most important, I believe, is time to have served the Lord. Serve the Lord with others while I had the strength. Because strength will flee away. And if all we did was talk and no work, then nothing will happen. Now, I believe in planning. I take long to plan, by the way. It's just like building a house. It takes so long to plan with the architects and the engineers. Oh, let's change this, let's change that. Yeah, that, but that's part of the work. But when it's time to do it, we do it. Lastly, notable skills. Joseph, David, and Jeroboam caught the attention of rulers before their promotions. 
Joseph to Pharaoh, David to Saul, Jeroboam to Solomon. They all exhibited skill, talent, and industry, which led them to an audience with the kings in their context. Let's read Proverbs 22, verse 29. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. It means your skills will be noted. May not always be literally rulers, but people who are in position or people who may give you a better opportunity. Maybe those. You see a man skillful in his work. Um, well, do we see a man here skillful in their work? People will know. People will remember. People will tell your story. I know somebody. And the story goes far. The wise in heart will diligently develop their skills. On the other hand, the unwise will not put in the effort. The wise will put the effort in the unwise will not. Why? Because after, after they finished school, they said, I'll never read a book again. Or I hate learning. One day, I stopped my children from watching Cartoon Network. Once upon a time, there was this Cartoon Network. Because they had this special ad for Cartoon Network to attract the kids. You know what they said? You're not going to learn anything. We promise. For children who hate school to come home and watch them, I said, don't watch that again, okay? I don't like that ad. Well, learning should be a lifestyle. It's in Proverbs. Acquire wisdom more than gold. And knowledge is not about your profession alone. How about family living? Do you ever read on family living? Do you ever read on how to understand your husband better? And, and uh, well, I think the, the other one is more important, how to understand your wife better. You know what happens? Read. There are a lot of good books coming from fantastic psychologists, Christian psychologists, explaining. And somehow you'll have an understanding. But you're asking the wrong people. So what do you do? Who do you ask when you don't understand your wife? You look at your buddies. Buddy, let's talk. Man, I don't understand my wife. So what do they say? Yeah, me too. <laughs> you're asking the wrong people. You think that's going to help? And ladies, you're also asking the wrong people. You look at the Word of God, but then I'd like the Word of God combined, combined with also the knowledge of this world. That is helpful. So there's so much to learn. In terms of the new world we're living in, how to program. Anybody can learn programming. You don't need school to do that. It's free in YouTube. How to program. Choose a language. Will you give in the time and the effort and the money to learn? There's so much to learn to develop one's expertise. And it takes years. So you better start now because it takes years to develop. Now, some of us who are already there, can you still develop? Of course, because new technology always happens. But if you don't care and all you want is fun and happiness, that's where you got it the other way around. Some like to play first and then pay later. You know, enjoy your life first and then <laughs> look for how you're going to pay your credit card. Rather than 
Let's work now. Let's suffer now so that we can reward ourselves later. Now, developing a skill, some people don't think that's work. That is work. It is a lot of work. What if suddenly you lose your employment? What if? I'm not saying you will, but what if? Your plan of retiring where you are, uh, you thought that was stable. What if something terrible happens and hopefully nothing like that happens? What if something happens? It's just like, well, let's cross the bridge when we get there. What if there is no bridge? Do you have a way to cross? You have to assume, what if there is no bridge? So that's usually what I ask when we travel. Is there another way, just in case? Is there another way to achieve what we want, just in case plan A doesn't work? And we think through that in the planning process, but developing your skills, another skill perhaps, helps in that. It helps in that. But Brother Ed, I've got nothing. I've got no opportunity. You know, the first thing you ask for, if you need to ask from others help, is the opportunity to develop your skills. It's the education to do that. That's the help you ask for. It's not the little stuff that goes away quickly. But once you learn something, it's there, and you become really good at it. Remember this verse, 22, 29 of Proverbs. And uh, I met a person. Well, it's a, his wife is a friend of my wife. And uh, he has visited my farm, by the way. But I know him before as an excellent mechanic. An excellent mechanic. You know how really good he was? How good he was? These branded cars, these Japanese cars would call him to teach their mechanics. <laughs> That's how good. And sometimes they can't solve one issue with a car, branded car. They're going to call him, please come. Our mechanics can't solve it. He comes and solves it. Yeah, that guy is wealthy. Oh, can somebody become wealthy being a mechanic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be really good, though. You've got to have a 99.9% .9 success rate. And people talk about you in the nice way. Now, we also talk about mechanics. Oh, I tried that. Didn't work. <laughs> and I tried this. Also didn't work. And that, and that, and that. But him, mm, we should try that. But some don't do excellence in work. You're supposed to paint the car. There's a little problem. Oh, he won't notice it. Never mind. No, they do. You know how men love their cars? I have to remind some of them, love your wife first, okay? Because they love their cars. They even name them. Hello, Christine. <laughs> they even name the car, and they say, hi. Of course, the motorcycle is also true for others. Say, hello, good to see you this morning. Let's go for a ride. No, they will notice if you repair it, you clean it, they will see every spot in detail if you missed something. Now, are we skillful in our work? Or, that's acceptable. Everybody's doing it anyway. You know, when everybody's doing it average, that is your best chance not to be average. 
or some they're going to hate you. Just don't brag about being above average, okay? You did fantastic work. Just don't brag. Stay quiet. Okay. I made a mistake once with my classmates in doctoral school. So after the class, I gave my teacher a folder. I should have given it after they all left. Because I was one week in advance. And you know how classmates connive. Let's all be late. So teacher will realize it's okay for everyone to be late. However, that doesn't work for me. As a professor, I just say, two weeks you haven't submitted, it's zero. Not incomplete, just zero, okay? So they all submit, or they drop, two things only. Oh, why? I like my peace of mind. You know, when the dean send, says to me, we need the grades next week, and then you haven't checked half of them because they're all late, it takes away my peace of mind. But those who submit on time and excellent, wow. In fact, I remember those students. Now, are we remembered with our skills? Have at least one skill that the world will know. Not necessarily the whole world, the world you live in. What is that? Just one. Just one. Problem is if there is none. Now, some will not put in the effort. The reasons may vary. Some might be lazy. Others are lovers of pleasure, not lovers of work. Uh, some oversleep a lot. <laughs> Sleep is good, but oversleeping is not good. Uh, but I think that's not the problem of this generation. The problem of this generation is over-pleasuring themselves with the smartphone. Okay, nice movie, a few more videos on YouTube. Or you have this, what do you call these now? Your text mates before now, what do you call them? That you message one another till morning and then you realize, oh, it's time to work, bye, see you at work. So, or see you in school. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Huh. No wonder you look older. Some just don't care to put in developing their skills. So I hope one day, maybe five years from now, those of you hearing this sermon, we'll have um, you know, some discussions. Hey, uh, what are you learning today? And we have a lot to talk about because we're learning something every day. But what have you learned this week? And you say, mm, nothing. Can't be. Learning should be like breathing. You know, you should have your Bible always with you. You should have a book nearby. You have to have a week where you learn something. And if it keeps passing week after week after week, you've lost the time. And you cannot bring back the time again. And then you wonder why all your friends have gone ahead and you still remain. Good morning. Am I making you uncomfortable? You know, my wife is your advocate. Please tell us jokes, make us happy when we go to church. I'm sorry, sometimes I can't help it when I don't see excellence. I'm not saying you're outstanding in everything, but choose one, at least. At least one. Then add another one. 
and add another one, and add another one. Application, let's go quickly, work. If we earn a living, we honor God from, honor God from our pay. Okay, let's begin that again. If we earn a living, honor God from our pay, practice generosity, and build our reserves like the ant, then we are in the right direction. If we dare change our work, we should do so with good advice. Otherwise, don't, do not dare. Some pursue dreams they did not prepare for, which is not wise. No preparation leads to failure. Often the first step is making the most of the opportunities right in front of us. What are the opportunities right in front of you? While you keep building yourself, make the most of what's in front of you. Number two, work well. There is nothing wrong with discussing our plans as long as we talk to the right people. Likewise, you know, like wise advisors, I mean. However, if, we, if all we do is talk, then nothing will be accomplished. We must plan the work and work, work the plan. Analysis is good, but we must avoid analysis paralysis. You know, some are so good in analyzing. They've seen all the risks, and they're now they're paralyzed. Now, l l let me share to you. When you see a good opportunity, and then there are risks, what do you do is you write down the risk. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then you identify there are 10 risk factors. Then you don't stop there. You don't say, oh, 10 risk factors. Forget it. Now, that's not the way to think. The next way to think is, can, uh, how can I mitigate each risk? One column, second column, risk mitigation. This might happen. If that happens, oh, yeah, I have a solution for that. This is what I'll do. Number two, risk. Oh, this might, oh, I have a solution for that. Uh, then, oh, number seven is difficult. I don't have a solution for that. Well, let me search for that. That's when you research. So you don't have this immediate, really fast emotion. Yes, no. Do not be hasty, okay? Then after that, you say, should I still pursue this? Then you look at the probabilities. Now, if you say one risk is, I don't know too much about this business, then what do you do? Can I learn it? Do I have the time? Do I know? where I can enroll or, or get a consultant to make me learn this thing, then if yes, then I can mitigate that risk. But how long? Then it forms, it gives you a combination of decisions that helps you plan. And hopefully, you have these small wins. And small wins compounded together is a big win. And that's what I tell young men. Don't just say, one day I'm going to get married. Yeah, yeah, all, so many foolish people already do that. Okay, I'm not saying the parents do it. Some of them do. Uh, oh, forgive me. I love you, okay? I always tell them, honor your parents, okay? <laughs> but I say sometimes, well, you will get married, young men, young man, so uh, how do you prepare for it? Because some never think of preparing. They're only preparing for the cost of the wedding. Silly guy. The wedding is not the marriage. The wedding is a one-time event. The marriage is a lifetime. How do you prepare for that? How do you prepare your mind for that? How do you prepare your schedule for that? How do you prepare your skills for that? Because that nice lady you're going to marry who says, I'm okay if, you know, whatever we can afford, 
She's a very nice lady before she gets married, but once the baby comes out, and it's not about her anymore. For her, it's okay. But when it's about the baby, no, you know, mothers, you know, singles are very nice people till they become mothers, okay? <laughs> then suddenly they say, I need money. No, they're not materialistic. They want to do it for the child. So some, some men don't see that. They think their lovely wife will be forever that lovely. Yes, she will be as long as you provide for the child. But if you stop doing that, you'll find out several things. That she can grow fangs like a wild beast. My wife was telling me a story. She attended a missions conference in Mindanao. And then one of the participants loved to tell a joke. I'm going home to my wife. And then he would punch in. Oh, when I come home, there is a, you know, there's that part in the first Peter that the enemy prowls alike like a roaring lion. And then he says, there's a roaring lion in my home. <laughs> oh, wives, please, no excuse. Submit to your husbands. But I understand where you're coming from if you feel that way. Because try to encourage us. Do your best. Lastly, work on your skills. Mastery of any skill will take years to develop. Therefore, we must begin immediately. Okay. Mastery of a certain skill takes years to develop. Okay. Um, you want a dream? You have a, a, somebody you say as your role model of success, for example. Research how they prepared for that. That takes years. And you have to find a sphere where people need it. Because when people need something you're offering... They're more than willing to pay for it. For them, it's a blessing to pay you to get that, to get that service or product. Mastery of any skill also helps the community, the society, because you know how to. You can help a family, two families, three families, a barangay, because you have developed a certain skills. Your skills are not cliche, you know, cliche, they're very common. You know, like politicians, we're here to help. We're here to give educational benefits. I'm looking for specifics. What's the specific? Okay, how? Okay. Yeah, how are you going to help? My question is, how are you going to increase the buying power of your constituents? How? Huh? Tell us how, and the citizenry don't even ask how. As long as they get paid for their vote and that's it. You ask how? While most of our children have to go abroad as slaves to others. And you don't have a plan on how here? I'm yet to hear the how. If you want to get into public service, you determine that now. mastery of a certain skill begin now let us not allow time to pass without making the most of it let us continuously study and practice until there's no more strength to learn isn't that wonderful you die learning which might be you might skip Alzheimer's might be hopefully 
because the mind is always active, always learning. And you're teaching your 10-year-old grandchild about world economics or teaching them parts of a business, how to succeed, how to fail. You're teaching the teenager not to rush it, to be wise in their choice of a future wife. And you teach your young teenagers not to give in to seduction from men, but be careful. We keep learning until we can't. Because if you only work and you don't learn, maybe physically you're doing something, but you're not developing this. And you wonder why. You know, then you say, I'm going to learn. I'm going to start. But then it's so easy to forget because there's so much distraction. One distraction is the phone. Hmm? Parents, put down the phone. Gather around the table and listen to their stories. And if they don't want to because they're on the phone, you make an agreement. We're going to fall apart one day if we don't do this. You tell them the scenario. We're going to be strangers. Now, I'm, if you're uncomfortable with me, tell me how I can adjust to you. But maintain respect. I'm your parent. But if you have any feedback, I'm more than willing to listen. You can message me, but say it with respect, and I'll try to make you comfortable sharing what you want to share. You gather around the table and you listen, take notes of their stories, and take note of what they're not saying. Now the parent who watches and observes knows what they're not sharing. But I'm not saying <clears throat> be suspicious all the time. Don't be idealistic all the time. We were young ones and we were foolish ones. So there is some foolishness that we have to be gracious with. There is some foolishness we really have to warn them. Don't cross this line. Do not get stuck at where you are now. There is so much to learn. Show me a man skillful in his work. His skills will be noted. And the story will go as far and wide. And even to people in power, they will hear. And someday, maybe they will call you. I need your help. Help me solve a problem. I heard you have a certain skill. You know, like I keep saying, before we are old and incapable, let's keep learning and keep developing this skill. I give to you a piece of poetry called Work Well. Work the land or simply work well. Always better if we excel. Rather than mere worthless pursuits, make sure to have biblical roots. Good and faithful work should increase while useless chatter should decrease. Then we shall receive his blessings if we listen to the warnings. Something better than faithful work, the reward is not a mere perk. It's an audience with the kingly, those who work so masterfully. Therefore, let us improve our skills, tirelessly working all the drills, 
while cultivating faithfulness, which is also trustworthiness. We do so because we fear Him. Our vision will never grow dim, because our faith shall never waver, all by the grace of the Savior. Let us all rise and let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the wisdom you give us, Lord. The wisdom we heard from your book, from, from a book of wisdom called Proverbs. This is your word, and we pray we become wiser on earth. A portion of our time, 15 minutes a day, one hour a week, to develop something, to learn something. Maybe it's the same thing we're doing, just improving it, getting into deeper stuff or something new that might be useful to many. That we may serve our community, our society, our family, and most of all, you and the kingdom of God. Some of us need to diversify what we do, guide and lead us. Some of us need to specialize and stay where we are. Do guide and lead us as well in whatever way, Lord. There are different ways, but may we be rooted in what Scripture says. That it's not all talk and no work. That we do not dream of pursuits that will never happen because we do not till the land right now. We neglect the opportunity right in front of our eyes. And teach us to develop our skills to a point that it is notable. May our church community be known for that. That we encourage one another to be sharper and sharper and sharper. Not envying one another, but happy for the progress of each other. And uh, if we have little progress to receive encouragement and remove the pride in us thinking that we are worthless because you, your worth is all we need. That our worth is not dependent on what we achieve. Yet we want to achieve because your word tells us to, shows us to. And the reason is to glorify you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. And God's people say, Amen. Good morning. God bless you.